Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 14th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is indeed our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country and to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That's our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we believe we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, free radio, live and on demand at your fingertips always. All right, a quick recap of yesterday's show makes sense. It starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. Larry Pratt, doing a phenomenal job discussion of all things liberty, ladies and gentlemen. And we talked about the Oklahoma governor, Kevin Stick, uh, signed a law ending abortions in almost all cases. The legislation only permits abortion during a medical emergency threatening the life of the mother. Now, mothers are not prosecuted for their decisions with their babies. But you know what? The medical professionals are. Yes, indeed. A class C felony they're talking, um, which means... 10 years in prison, and up to $100,000 fines for medical professionals. Now, uh, the governor there basically says, hey, uh, you know what? I want to be the most pro-life governor in the country, and I want Oklahoma to be the most pro-life state in the country. Well, I commend these governors, Mississippi, uh, you know, Texas. uh, You know, some of these governors are far from perfect, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. Don't run around and call me and tell me Greg Abbott's a bad guy. I know. I understand. But I'm going to give credit where credit's due, which is what we always point out on the radio. Look, even bad guys do good things sometimes. Even good guys do bad things sometimes. It isn't always clear this guy's a great guy, this guy's a bad guy, whatever. It isn't like that. And so we need to remember to give credit where credit's due. Now, there's a new guy running for governor uh, who will be a lot more conservative than even the current governor, right? Which I support that. I think that's wonderful. But I also want to acknowledge when the governor of Oklahoma doubles down and says, I want to be the most pro-life governor in the country, and I want my state to be one of the most pro-life states in the union, you know, i got to commend him for that. i got to double down and defend uh, that effort. All right? Even if you can say, well, hey, this or that may not be perfect with, with the guy. All right, so Tucker Carlson argued that Elon Musk's potential takeover of Twitter would be a direct challenge to the liberal elites. Now, I don't really agree with Tucker on this. Elon Musk is no longer joining the board of directors. Musk's decision leaves it open for him to do a hostile takeover should he choose. We talked about that in detail yesterday. Will Musk try to get Trump back on Twitter? Doubtful. Unlikely, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? It's bogus. The Trump, quote, social pledge by the GOP 
They say they've reached out to Sam Bushman. That's me over 20 times. And, man, Sam, I just won't go along with their efforts, will I? All right. You got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I'm not against Trump's new media service, okay? I think it's great. I think Elon Musk can have one. Trump can have one. Jeff Bezos can have one. Look, all these big wig, you know, high-tech, highfalutin rich guys, they can all have their own media services, right? Bill Gates has his, what is it, MS, NBC or whatever. Okay. Um, all, everybody has one. A, a rich guy, the, the way you do the status symbol is you get your own media company, right? And I appreciate that Musk is going to do that, and I, and I hope it goes well. I believe Musk might be a little more into free speech, and Donald might be a little more into free speech than many of the other guys. But not much, right? Uh, the the My Pillow CEO, you know, now he's got his own media company, right? So all the big guys, to show they're the big way, you know, have a media company. And many of them are much more free speech than the current traditional yesteryear media. But I don't think any of them have the guts to put on my show. There's only one that has the guts to do that. That's Brideon. The folks over there, Mike Adams, Alan Keyes, do it a phenomenal job. They are willing to take on real free speech. Now, I think that Mike Lindell uh, is doing a great job with his free speech offering. Uh, FrankSpeech.com doing a great job with that. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's efforts here, and I hope Elon really doubles down in defense of free speech, but I have my doubts. All right, on October 19th, 2020, current White House press secretary Jan Psaki literally doubled down and published or tweeted an article that was published by Politico basically saying, hey, you know what? The Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation and 50 plus. You heard me, 50 plus intelligent officers also signed a letter saying that it was bogus. Now that turns out to be a lie. Where's the accountability for the White House, for the current press secretary, for these 50-plus intelligence, quote, professionals? All their reputations should be on the line. And now, you know what? It's sad, but they've lost. What do we do with that, right? Well, the government's losing credibility, not only on that front, but in the Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer supposedly kidnapping case. Two men were acquitted, and the jury was locked on two more. In other words, the government got zero convictions on that one, baby, zero. The acquittals, along with the mistrials, in cases against two other men were significant setbacks for prosecutors who claimed they were going to get at domestic terrorism and stop it. But the domestic terrorism turns out to be your FBI, your CIA, your IRS. They're the only ones involved in domestic terrorism, domestic terrorism ladies and gentlemen. Am I allowed to say that in America anymore? Or are they going to take away my free speech rights, huh? Ken Silva was with me the second hour doing a phenomenal job. He's a national security senior reporter for the EpochTimes.com doing a phenomenal job. And he wrote an article, quote, FBI memos suggest agencies have moles in the media. Ken Silva, the EpochTimes.com doing a great job. Yeah. He talks about Jesse Trenadu, the attorney, who said that even though he lost his litigation because they complained that the files were secret and that we couldn't get access to them, Trenadu explained that the litigation did indeed help him piece together what he calls as the FBI's sensitive informant program. And this, this program is used to place informants 
into the national media, ladies and gentlemen, among other institutions. So you got literally moles and spies and plants and provocateurs from the FBI everywhere. All right, documents that Jesse Trenadute, the attorney, provided to the Epoch Times included the initial FBI memo that Charles discovered regarding an informant within ABC, along with other intelligence professionals that have released guidelines and information and communications with these moles, these plants. In the wake of a recently released scathing internal FBI audit, which found special agents breaking their own rules more than twice per reviewed case, ladies and gentlemen. Now you've got, uh, you know, congressmen and senators going, wait a minute, does the FBI have too much power? Yeah, you should have known that since the Edward, the Edward Hoover days, right? I mean, come on now. Uh, <laughs> The FBI allegedly even funded white supremacists. Yeah, that's according to court documents, ladies and gentlemen. U.S. claims based on intelligence on Russia were flat out made up, ladies and gentlemen. U.S. propaganda has no basis in truth or reality. It doesn't have to be even solid intelligence for them to talk about it. Three U.S. officials tell NBC News, we can lie to preempt Russia because, hey, you know what? Getting ahead of the Russians is the only thing that matters. Ladies and gentlemen, we've seen this government out of control, dishonesty, fake news, propaganda, provocateur agenda. Uh, even in the Ammon Bundy case, the 9-11 case, the Oklahoma City bombing case, the flight TW-800 case, uh, January 6th reality, Charlottesville, I can keep going on. But Operation Mockingbird, ladies and gentlemen, is where we first got wind of this. It's a huge-scale program of the FBI, the CIA, during the Cold War, and it's adapted to literally, listen, manipulate news media for profit and propaganda purposes, ladies and gentlemen. Operation Mockingbird. Now we wonder how involved the government is in moles in the media. You know, they told us it got shut down, but it really went underground. It's been live and well ever since. You got to ask for me to bring this up and really even talk about this with our buddy Ken Silva about the truth on this. Is the government going to call it hate speech? We're not allowed to do that. We also talked about the vaccine passport is, ladies and gentlemen, the vaccine passport is really honestly the effort to develop a credit score, a social credit system, if you will. They're going to have a social credit system like the communist nation of China. And in that social credit system, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are going to be uh, judged on a bunch of things. It isn't financial, although penalties financially might be realized. It is how you behave in social media, how you behave in life. What does your environmental footprint look like, for example? We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio.
Small Business Tech Guys has a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. Glad to be with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we also have Kelly Finnegan with us. Senior chemist joins us on air. Welcome back, Kelly. Thank you. All right, let's start out with an honest money report, uh, Brian. Well, we got uh, the price on paper for gold is nineteen seventy two ninety. Up about that's 40, up a bit, right? 90, yeah, up a little bit from last time we we spoke. Nineteen seventy two ninety silver. Uh, Twenty five point five eight. And that hasn't changed too much, just a, a teeny yeah. bit, but not much at all, right? Correct. Wow. All right. Any comment on that, Kelly? Well, I think uh, when the numbers come out, we're starting to see that gold's moving, and. Uh, Russia's really put the squeeze on the dollar. You know, I mean, when, right. they're, when they're willing to take, when they say you have to buy things from Russia with rubles, you have to buy rubles. And so everybody's starting to buy past the dollar. So I think we're going to start seeing gold, move, gold and silver move in dollars. Maybe not other currencies, but they'll start moving in dollars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep an eye on that ball. <laughs> Uh, before we move on to other metals, what do you what do you think of that, Brian? Gold moving, but silver not. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, it's a it's a ploy. I mean, you, you're the same kind of things uh, that we we kind of see along. I mean, the physicals moving. I mean, I'm I'm moving a lot of physical for a little tiny uh, shop here in small little Provo, Utah. I guess they call it, but uh, 
So yeah, it's, uh, I think we're. That's because when you have an honest money person, ladies and gentlemen, when you have doctor constitutional currency going on, then people gravitate towards that, Brian. They get comfortable. They spread the word to their friends and to their loved ones, and they they say, hey, you know, I've got something I want to do here. I've had people call me and say, hey, can you give me Brian's number? Man, i got some business to do with this guy. Uh, So it's (laughs) it's growing as people kind of know, Brian. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And and they start to look at all the things that are happening around them, right? I mean, if, you know, the – the fighting going on and the, you know, you go to the, the, the store to buy things and things aren't on the shelf or the price is increased, uh, um, you know, and the money we're spending, what it, what was the, I read something here that uh, the first trillion dollars ever created in the U S took a hundred years. And then, you know, that March of 2020 uh, in over a weekend, uh, uh, they created 7.8, seven or 8 trillion. So, I mean, well, there's, there's a, <laughs> hyperinflation is coming kind of thing, right? So I think people are, are saying, okay, I am I need to do something. All right, where's rhodium sitting, sir? Rhodium sitting around 20000 All right, so that's up a bit, right? Well, it's bouncing around. It was up 20003 here a couple weeks ago, and so it's just kind of moving a little bit. But uh, our, our, our friend, uh, our friend, uh, uh, Kurt uh, Crosby, he's honey and honey and rhodium. He's got it made. <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough honey and I don't have any rhodium. Not even a speck of dust. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rhodium well, is kind of a fun gold. thing. There you go. We we track uh, rhodium, ladies and gentlemen, just because it's kind of fun, because it's really something that you kind of can go, wow, how come that doesn't? seem to uh, be manipulated or, or stay the same. In other words, it fluctuates more with the market is why we use it as kind of a comparison. Number one, it's a very expensive uh, metal, and so it's kind of um, something cool to kind of see. Wow, what if you had an ounce of that? But really, it, it well, has a, to do with we can compare it for the tracking purposes, Kelly. Well, I have a friend that has 150 ounces of rhodium, and he bought Whoa. it when it was $750 an ounce. So he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. 150 ounces. We yeah, try to figure his dad this has out, like man. 275 ounces that they bought together. So, yeah, 150 a good ounces times what? 750 dollars? You said? Sorry, yeah, that's what he paid, huh? So he paid about 112 grand for it. Now it's worth what? Almost 400 grand there, or 360 grand? You know. Million. Is it 20, millions? Times, 20, oh, 20,000. I, I was thinking 2,000. I'm sorry. 3.5 yeah, yeah, yeah. million. 3.5. Hey, maybe that guy needs to fund uh, radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, All right. He doesn't want to sell. He thinks it's going to be something people need. And it always is until they try to find a replacement, you know. But yeah. And the other thing with this, with this gold and silver is people are – tired of this we're blaming all this inflation on putin and this has been going on for a year it's been going on really since biden was inaugurated so the inflation that this temporary inflation that they had so maybe it's it's gone up a bit but it was going up before uh that's right yeah, what he's what what the average Americans doing is putting stickers all across the country on gas pumps saying, "Hey, 
I did this, and it points to a photo of Biden. Now people are getting arrested for putting those stickers on gas pumps, right? But Biden and the Democrats are both blaming Putin and Russia for the high oil prices. Biden basically said, calls it Putin's price hike. All right, so it's Putin's price hike now, um, according to uh, Joe Biden. Right. Well, but I, I look at that. To... I look at that, Brian, uh, and I go, "What? Uh, how are we going to blame this on Putin?" Um, I don't believe anybody really believes Biden on this one. Uh, first, Brian, then Kelly. Yeah, I, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's going to let's let's uh, point fingers at everybody else. I mean, that's kind of what. Uh, Biden's whole agenda was, was to point fingers. I mean, was it uh, Trump doing this or Trump's weak? He's not, you know, and all this stuff, and which are, were just a lie, you know, and, and uh, then they tried to, well, we got to get Trump out because he, all this stuff, and which turned out to be false and, and, and the fact of, and then he just kind of keeps scrambling. And, and now you can't even, I mean, I, you know, I don't even know if Biden's really in the picture because, you know, it's like that Obama thing that showed up and, and everybody, Went and talked to Obama, and Joe was wandering around, wondering where everyone. How come they don't want to talk to him? So it was, it was. I mean, it's it's a joke. Kelly, well, and I was going to say Elizabeth Warren before this whole thing in, in the Ukraine was, you know, blaming everything on the greedy corporations, and uh, she right. obviously doesn't know how capitalism works. You know, if somebody's going to overcharge for something, somebody else is going to pop up and provide that service at a cheaper price. Yeah, them crazy, uh, you know, capitalists uh, tied in with them crazy communists. They're all ruining yeah. the markets. <laughs> and, I, and I prefer to call them free, free market people. That's really what capitalism is, is a free market. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, even the Washington Times has a headline that says this. Biden, not Putin, causing pain at the gas pump. So, <laughs> You know, when those guys say it like it is, that tells you the tale. Look, Donald Trump um, did a great job in many ways. And uh, Joe Biden has literally turned on its head a lot of what um, Donald Trump was trying to do. Uh, why aren't we creating our own energy independence here? Why are we shutting down things internally um, and then blaming it on, uh, what, Russia? Why do we need to depend on Russia in the first place? How does Russia have that much control over the world's economy and that in and of itself is a very serious question that should be asked how have we become so interdependent with the communists in in russia you said to me no sam putin's a freedom lover okay the guy came from the kgb stop already okay stop that don't don't lie to me now i'm not judge judy all right look we've got communists here how have we let ourselves as a free nation be so interdependent that we can blame gas prices at our pumps on Putin, the Russian, because we stopped imports of his oil? Um, at some point, if we're going to accept Joe's narrative, which I don't believe to be true, I think it's Biden's fault, but if we accept Joe's narrative on this, Kelly, then Brian, how do we, we look at this? Because who got us in this dependent on the communists, on the KGB position in the first place? So you indict yourself when you make that claim is what I'm getting at, Kelly. Well, and only if I think it's 1.4% of our oil comes from Russia. Well, I'm sorry, but even if you took that out, our gas has gone up by more than 1.4%. So that that's not true. And then China, because they call themselves a developing nation, 
they don't have to abide by any of these environmental things that the rest of Europe and the United States have said that they'll do. So they can keep burning coal and doing whatever they want and then mining their minerals and sending them here for electric cars. They're, they're happy with that. They're just not following what they're telling people that to do. Yeah, I'd be with the coal burners, Brian. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, we handed, we, I mean, Joe handed Biden a, uh, you know, the oil he took away from U.S. Uh, industry and gave it to him. I mean, does that fund the war that's going on? Does that kind of help him out, or is he involved in that, or what? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to dig in further. Honest Money Report on your radio. We're talking to Brian Rust on Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing Corruption. Informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. We've learned why billionaire Elon Musk turned down joining the Twitter board of directors after purchasing a majority of stock. Mr. Musk wants the whole company and is offering between 41 and $43 billion to make it his. The official filing was made Thursday. The sale, if approved, would be $54.20 a share. Daniel Ives with Wedbush Securities on CNBC Thursday morning. I mean, I think this is basically going to put Twitter back against the wall. There's really no way that Twitter, in my opinion, could, could reject this. Pfizer-BioNTech reported Thursday that in a trial, a booster dose of its coronavirus vaccine in children ages 5 to 11 increased the level of antibodies that neutralized the original version of the virus and the Omicron variant. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. A drag show in school for students is rewarded with money in Washington State. A Washington State school district is rewarding a middle school LGBTQ club $2,000 for setting up a drag show for students. 770 AM Washington reports Bellingham Public Schools announced the Whatcom Middle School Group as the winner of its Think Big competition. The drag show beat out building storm gardens and helping meet student transportation needs to and from school. In the USA, Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. 
LinkedIn changed its mind and reinstated an Air Force veteran's post about student loans, and LinkedIn apologized for labeling the statement as hate speech. Veteran Gretchen Smith said freedom has been secured with our blood, sweat, lives, and tears. Every American has a duty to protect our freedoms, end quote. Ms. Smith says she can now start focusing again on veterans in crisis needs. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to Kelly Finnegan and Brian Rust. We're in the middle of the Honest Money Report, ladies and gentlemen. Brian, you are finishing uh, this idea that a Biden, not Putin, is causing pain at the gas pump. Even the Washington Times acknowledges that reality. So when Donald, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, when, when, when Biden wants to run around and blame it on Putin, um, nobody's fallen for that anymore, sir. People are too savvy, even well, to the average Joe, right? Right. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's like everything. To reverse everything that Trump actually accomplished, I mean, uh, uh, any you know, common sense individuals would take something and say, well, that's a good thing. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. We'll maintain these things here and continue to force. But to walk in and say, right is wrong, wrong is right, or whatever, and wipe out anything is good, and uh, and then start blaming other people because it's going south or things are, you know, there's a, you know, major problems. I mean, I mean, he needs to stand up and just say, you know, I I probably made a mistake here or made a mistake here, but he's not willing to do that, and and those behind him aren't willing. You know that that I guess they're giving him the answers, or or not as well. So, all right, well, check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Biden signs executive order for digital money. This happened several months ago, but now they're saying Joe's executive order and Democratic leadership's landmark digital money legislation is designed to and will wipe out cash. So think about that. Biden's executive order on digital money and the Democrats' agenda is to flat out create digital money to wipe out cash. And you wonder why the dollar seems under siege, Kelly? Oh, this scares the crap out of me. And these young kids think it's great that everything's digital. But wait until they're told that they can't leave the state or they can't buy a plane ticket because it's not environmentally friendly or they can't buy from a certain store because they don't like you know what you're buying and then they'll see what's going on china's doing it and they're controlling their people very well yeah you can have an almost got me hamburger where it's not even real meat if you want to sir (laughs) that's right (laughs) what do they call those almost got me burgers (laughs) oh no they're called the impossible burger oh yeah that's right oh there you go (laughs) yeah it is impossible ladies and gentlemen to create fake meat and have it mimic God's creation. Forget it. It's not going to happen. Don't believe it. It's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what do you think, though, Brian? Uh, he Biden signs this executive order, and then the Democrats get together legislatively. They're working on digital money to jettison cash because they know the whole world's jettisoning cash, and they're hoping to get ahead of it and force a digital down our throats now. Well, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, the dollar, you know, I, we, you know, when we talk about uh, 
this fiat currency, it just doesn't survive. It's, you know, you keep printing, just like I mentioned before, you, you throw seven or eight trillion out there because it can, it can help control the, the financial market as, you know, the deep state can control that and, uh, and the hyperinflation and so on. I, I read somewhere that, uh, this, this BRIC nations, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, kind of the BRIC, uh, nations coming together as one and you know and, and so what that so putin demands payment in rubles and putin then pegs gold to the ruble so they're trying to create saying okay well, we have structure here we're, we're we're tying our ruble back to to hard assets and uh and maybe it, it's creating a ripple effect around the, the world i mean somebody just it was an rgt somebody just said okay we're going bitcoin we're going to start using that everywhere and and uh and basically, yeah. So the U.S. tried to jump into that digital market, but it's it's more control. If we go electronically all the way across the board, then it's yeah. They they okay. This little button here is going to just stop his bank account from doing what he. If if you say, well, you're a Trump supporter, well, maybe we'll just we'll control his funds for a while. We'll see if he wants to. You know, there's just it, it's a it's a deadly thing that's 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 perhaps coming about, and uh, yeah, one more thing, I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. It's very scary indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the moves that are being made around the world right now. Uh, And people are saying now that the vaccine passport is uh, active in about 25 out of the 50 states so far, some of them are more aggressive than others in terms of using it and mandating it, etc. But it is on the table for volunteer joining, if you will, right now. But the vaccine passport, ladies and gentlemen, once it gets in place, it isn't just about whether you've had a COVID test or not. It isn't just about whether you've been vaccinated or not and when you were vaccinated and by what formula or which company you partnered with for your, uh, in my opinion, clot shot. Okay, But the vaccine passport reality, documentation, turns into literally a real ID because eventually will it be tied to your, what, digital wallet? Uh, and then, you know, hey, what's there? Your credit cards, uh, your Social Security card, your driver's license, your clot shot or test negative for coronavirus, all that. But then it's a pathway to a social credit system. What's going to be there going forward if they get their way? Is it going to say there, Sam Bushman, you know, he's been talking about um, saying that Biden's responsible, not Putin. That's propaganda. Hey, his social credit score is going down, Brian. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, I tell you, it's a mess out there. And so I think that we, we I mean, and, and I, I don't know, I, I kind of, you know, let's Kelly mentioned a little bit, our younger generation, they're, they're glad to have a, you know, the credit card here, there, whatever, spend, 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 whatever, and not have any whims about anything. They just kind of, here it is, and it's very easy, you know, very easy. And so, yeah, I'm old school. I'm, you know, I've always had, we've always, always had cash, walked around with cash and, and uh, you know, and grew up in the metal business. And so it's kind of, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm nervous about that credit card society or digital society. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think we're going to end up with a communist social credit system like they've got in the nation of China uh, in America, Kelly? Well, the, the other thing, I, we're headed that way. I mean, and, and the U.S. has... I, I was talking to somebody, and they said the U.S. has the power of the Pentagon to make sure that the dollar is in use. But the other problem with it is, right now there's you know there's a slowdown in the velocity of money. People are trying to save, 
And with the digital dollar, they can say, hey, you got paid. Well, if you don't spend, you know, X percentage of your account within six months, then you lose 10%. So it's going to force people to spend money because they lose money if they don't use it. And they can easily do that. So it's going to keep the economy going by making you buy things. So we're going to start getting into a barter economy. People are going to take and go buy something just so they have something physical that they can use later and that's their savings account. People, well, people to, are waking up. It's great to see. Amen to that. And to Kelly's point, Brian, he's saying, hey, the velocity of money is slowing down. People are realizing, hey, things are too expensive. I'm going to hold off on building that house. I'm going to drive less and not fill up my car. I'm not going to go out to eat. I'm going to use all that I can uh, so that I can put myself in a, in a protected position down the road. And he's saying, hey, governments will not tolerate that. They've got to have the fake money rolling. You've got to keep that, philosoph- that velocity of money going faster, 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 or eventually there'll be a halt to the con game. And so really when they put this social credit system in place, they can easily say, Brian, you have to spend some of that money, my friend. In fact, we gave you a bunch of it. Remember that? So and and right. now we go there we go right I think Kelly's on to something here. No, that's right. Uh, you know I agree. You know I think that you know but I think there's you know what's what's the 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 debt ratio right now of people in America or perhaps other kind of whatever I mean student loans and everything else how far are we in debt basically just because we can go out and just use this plastic to to buy whatever we want. And by uh, maybe paycheck to paycheck, and now it's getting tighter, and so on. And maybe so, is are, are we going to see the rise in in bankruptcies because people can't afford to go out and do that anymore? Are, are you know, and uh, you know, what's the ripple effect down here? I, you know, yeah, it, it's there's a lot of that. I mean, we don't talk so much about debt, kind of what's the the major debt cycle out there, but there's a huge debt cycle. I mean. You know, you got uh, loan, the student loan debts. You've got, I mean, there's just tremendous amount of this debt out there as well. I, so, and 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 now we're forcing, you know, eventually maybe forcing people to say, well, you got to keep spending. Well, okay, I I can't. Well, I'm bankrupt you keep now, You've got Go to ahead, keep sir. spending because if you don't, then the tax income down. So they have to have people yeah. spend money. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, not only is the tax income down, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but remember, uh, in addition to the tax income being down, businesses uh, cannot thrive to the level that they are in a get-and-spend economy. Uh, see, it's, we're not buying what we need for necessities. We're not repairing products. What we're doing is throwing everything away and getting new. The whole economy depends on you spending yourselves into oblivion. Or the con game will end by force. Ladies and gentlemen, they're trying to wipe out cash to move to a digital world that they hope to gain control of. I'm against their social credit system. How about you? Hang tight. More in seconds. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, 
education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Finnegan, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com on your radio. We're talking about honest money. We're talking about them moving us to a digital currency and jettisoning cash. We're talking about them forcing a social... Chinese-style communist social credit system on us. We're talking about a whole lot of stuff, but Brian Rust, uh, in my opinion, really nailed it when he mentioned uh, Argentina. Because the headline, even in Forbes magazine, I quote these liberal rags on purpose so that you understand, even they're admitting a lot of the truth on these things nowadays because they have to. But here's what it says. A crypto revolution in Argentina, Forbes.com. They're talking about a crypto revolution, Brian. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to, uh, yeah, get, you know, use that product. And, and it's it seems like they were, I, you know, on the news they were talking about it. And it seemed the people were kind of buying into it and, and uh, allowing the trade and so on. I mean, wasn't Venezuela as well trying to do that at one point? I mean, you know that was a major rich country at one point, third in the world, I believe, and and then that then they their government threw them under the bus, and so I think they were trying to do the same, at least get on some crypto, or perhaps it was people here sending them money, people down there with crypto or something. I'm, I'm not sure how that was working, but yeah. All right, Elon Musk offers to buy Twitter for forty three billion dollars uh, in cash, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, maybe he's getting rid of all his cash, too, because he knows what's coming. I don't know. Anyway, he uh, offers to buy Twitter for $43 billion in cash. And I don't know if you know, but Twitter's market value right now is only considered to be worth $36.7 billion. So he's offering a serious uh, premium of, what, $7 billion more uh, than it's worth? 
So a 20%, whatever you want to say, increase uh, on this. He says this, that's Elon Musk. Twitter has extraordinary potential, Musk says in an FCC filing. I will unlock it, he says. Musk says, quote, I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is essential for a functioning democracy. Well, the poor ignorant guy doesn't even understand we don't have a democracy. Uh, setting that aside, though, uh, do you think he's going to be able to buy Twitter? Are they going to cave to the pressure? Or what do you think is going to happen, Brian? Well, uh, you know, it's interesting. I guess uh, if he can uh, promote that, you know, buy up and promote free speech, perhaps President Trump will have a voice. Maybe he could he could share some of the insights of what really kind of happened. And all Well, that. here's the question, points, though. Will Elon really dangerous? even put Trump back on Twitter? No, probably not. <laughs> See, that's kind of what's uh, interesting. Everybody believes did, Elon Musk is your savior. I don't think so. Yeah. Did did they didn't they take your did you lose your Twitter account? Was that kind of Well, they just shut it down that, and said if I didn't repent and quit peddling fake news, even though I, you know, reported legitimate news sources and I was merely parroting uh the reality documented by these news sources internationally that hey, um, you know, in, in some of these countries, you've got the elderly dying more from the vaccines than they are from the COVID itself. They said I wasn't allowed to make that claim. Even well, though hey, I maybe didn't make the claim, I just on. referred to those who did. Right. Maybe the lights turned on. Now you can get back on. Hey. <laughs> well, uh, you, you believe that, Kelly? <laughs> Way back, Hearst owned, you know, 90% of the news, and he could say what the news was. So this isn't something new, but not allowing people to be able to express themselves, even if they are saying something that isn't true. You know, that that's not illegal in the United States. Well, it wasn't illegal in the United States. But, uh, and, and, and they, I, you know, he, they're like, why don't you just start up a new Twitter? But uh, it's much easier to buy something that's already going. And, and that's why he's doing it this way rather than starting from scratch with one. So. Amen to that. And um, yeah. you sure get a lot of promotion when you do that, too, when you say, hey, he bought a 9% stake. What's he going to do? Oh, he's going to join the board. Oh, psych, he's not joining the board. He just issued a filing for a hostile takeover. You get more out of that bang for your buck, if you will, by marketing and promotion. I mean, every news organization in the world is telling Elon Musk right now. It's a brilliant strategy and it's way cheaper than building your own you say it's expensive but not when you consider the media coverage and the leverage that you're positioning uh, alongside if you will yeah right. so I, think it's, I think it's a brilliant strategy and it would be even better well, for elon musk if he never had to buy it after getting all that coverage <laughs> well and he gets everybody that's following and what is it what's his little catch for it? twitter has extraordinary potential i will unlock it so now everybody and their dog that hey i'm following uh, you know, Elon here, I, I'm in, I'm buying, let me, let me buy some of that share and drive that. So he's driving that up based on, you know, promoting that and everybody that follows him. So yeah, he's, there's some extraordinary potential. And what happens if he makes a bunch of money, he owns 9%, then he starts to, uh, if it doesn't, if his takeover doesn't work, then he says, I'm going to divest myself. So he makes a bunch of money and then he starts his own media company. He's getting coverage through the wazoo, Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I remember I remember way back T. Boone Pickens, who was a big investor, he started buying Boeing stock once. 
And everybody thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to do a takeover. And so it went up. The stock went up 50%. And then he sold it. And they said, well, we thought you were going to make a takeover. And he says, no, it was just undervalued. And then everybody jumped in. And then he had happened what he hoped had happened. So that, that might be the ploy that he's doing here. My guess is Elon Musk does not end up with Twitter. I know a lot of people are believing that he will. I'm one that believes he will not. I believe it's a big, big media op. And at the end of the day, he'll just be like, hey, uh, you know what? Twitter's much too broken. Then the question is, does he partner with somebody else like Trump or like Mike Lindell or somebody, you know, to get into the to the news business that way? Uh, I mentioned that, you know what? Everybody who is a bigwig now, one of the, um, you know, if you're a woman, you get these nice purses or whatever, and it's kind of a status symbol. A status symbol for the bigwigs now is that you own your own media outlet, right? And so, you know, when he says, I believe in the potential for it to be the platform or whatever, look, folks, really, what are we talking about? Does he really want to promote democracy? I sure hope not, because we don't have one in America. So he's sadly mistaken. But I look at this and say, I bet he doesn't end up with Twitter. I bet they play hard to get a little bit, and, and, and it doesn't go through as easily as he has hoped. Uh, and my guess is he's going to eventually uh, be starting something uh, on his own, whether he partners with somebody or does it single-handedly, time will tell. I don't know that. That's just a guess. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, it's uh, you know, there's a number of people he's got. He, he's kind of out there. This younger generation, they're, they're definitely following him. So, yeah. I would also make this point really quick, and then to you, Kelly, is, is, you know, even if he wants to take it over, if he takes over Twitter that easy, then it's going to send this message, uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission and everybody else is going to be involved in, hey, you can't just hostily take over any company you want to because you're rich mentality. And So I'm predicting that he doesn't end up with Twitter. What, what are your thoughts, Kelly? I don't think he will either. I think, like you say, it's just a ploy, but... Twitter's unique in that there's nothing else out there like it that's competing against it. You know, there are other media, you know, newspapers, internet, whatever, that can compete against each other. But Twitter got in and really right now has that. And and I could see somebody else, and maybe he involved with that. Just, hey, I just made some extra cash so I can start this. And, you know, it'll, it'll happen. Democracy, people think it's great. It's a scary thing, actually. It's the simplicity of Twitter that is so unique, and everybody else who launches their own media services, they want a blend of kind of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They want their own new social twist. They want to build a better mousetrap. One thing people need to understand is Twitter does have extraordinary potential. I agree with that, but it's because of its simplicity. It's because, you know what, you can hardly have any bandwidth anywhere and still get out your little tweets, your little information, uh, launching, uh, you know, these little tidbits of information instantly, quickly, inexpensively, uh, et cetera. That's the uniqueness of it that I think most people are missing. Google started out that way and then lost sight of the simplicity uh, as well. But also, I might add, there's two new sub-variants of the Omicron both related to the, what do they call it, the BA.2, spreading fast in New York now. So is Omicron going to come back? Are they going to lock us down again, Kelly? Uh, sure. I mean, that's the big deal. you got to keep it going. you got to have that continually in the news, you know. And I love how Fauci's come out and said, well, I, I hope that we don't have to do this. You know, I hope we don't. And so right there he's saying, 
yeah, this is probably going to happen, but uh, it's it's just got to you got to keep it going. What do you say, Brian? I think Kelly's right. They got to push that. You know, they got it out here, and it's a boy. It's a little control over the. You know, they've kind of tested the market out there, and now they've got this control thing. And boy, they can. Oh, we've got to do this again, and we got to do that, and we got. Yeah, let's get masked. Maybe it's three deep, four deep masks on you, and get the. I, I mean, what's the next thing? I mean, it's a, it's a circus. Well, and Moderna and Pfizer and that now they're saying. Hey, this this vaccine we should get it every year like the flu shot, you know, so that we have this. So the the current the money's continually coming in, you know. Well, yeah. and that's the problem with this, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I say they're going to turn it into a social credit reality, a social credit system, kind of like the communist Chinese have. They're going to start to tie they're going to start to tie environmental realities to this in terms of your your behavior environmentally. In other words, are you a global warming denier, Brian, um, or are you just going to comply? Every tidbit of society, financial, uh, so economic, uh, 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 environmental, health, all this is going to be merged into this, quote, dossier backed by this social credit score. That's where they're going with each of us. And then they'll start to make decisions of who can play ball and who can't uh, in this, quote, new world where if you're not plugged in, you're nobody. Brian? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's going to, you know, which line are you getting in? Are you in this line? And, oh, wait, you're, you're, a, you're a racist and you're, yeah, you're not, and just start attacking you because you don't fall in line and get in this line. And yeah, it's a, it's a crock. And then they, that's, what is it? It's, per, it's, it's, uh, I kind of look at it like God's children against God's children. Okay. Now we start attacking each other. They created this monster, and we start attacking each other. Well, you're not wearing the mask. You didn't take the shot. You didn't do this. You're not going on the airplane. You're not. I mean, it's boom, 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 boom. Now we're attacking each other, and, and we're you know fighting within. So it's yeah. What a what a racket. You're not a star-bellied snake. Oh, there you oh. go. <laughs> well, right. Kelly, what, what do you think? How quick is this going to happen, or do you think the American people will start to stand up? Final question before the end oh i think it'll it'll happen it, it's happening but it's just gonna just come right in quickly and, and not even people aren't even gonna know what happened oh ladies and gentlemen i pray kelly's wrong but i predict he's spot on thank you so much kelly finnegan thank you so much brian rust ladies and gentlemen rustquinnagift.com is your friend in the honest money business constitutional currency at your fingertips always when it comes to Brian Rust, the man that gives you a good, honest, fair deal and encourages you to take possession of your metal. It doesn't get better than that, does it? RustQuinnGift.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sam. And we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. Will you get involved and help us? God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. 
Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth using the checks and balances that our founding fathers fought, bled, died, gave their sacred honors and fortunes for. And ladies and gentlemen, we must carry forward that legacy and to do so peacefully to the best of our ability. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Have we got a lot to cover today? Yes, indeed. Last hour, we had Brian Rust of RustCreditGift.com and Kelly Finnegan with us. We talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about, A, Biden, not Putin, causing pain at the gas pump. Even the Washington Times admitting that reality check. Sorry, Joe, no one's fallen for your lies to blame it on Putin anymore. Uh, to solve the problem, what we need to do is let the free market work and get government out of the way. Biden signs executive order for digital money. Joe's executive order and Democratic legislators are really putting together landmark digital money legislation designed to wipe out cash. You comfortable with that? I'm certainly not. The vaccine passport's going to be used for a pathway to a social credit system. That includes your finances, folks. It includes your health information, folks. And it also includes your environmental footprint, folks. Yeah, you're going to, they're going to put health, the environment, all your personal details, driver's license, credit card, and everything else. Combine that with this uh, health issues, the environmental issues, your credit score and how you behave in the world. Uh, it's going to be disaster communist style, folks. And Americans really aren't doing much about it. you got a crypto revolution going on in Argentina. And you got government trying to manipulate the currency in America right now. Ladies and gentlemen, inflation rears its ugly head. It's beyond the gas pump now. It's affecting everything else. Wow. Now, Elon Musk offers to buy Twitter for $43 billion dollars. Even though its market value is only $36.7 billion. But Elon Musk believes that Twitter is unique and has tremendous potential. He says, I must invest in Twitter because I believe in its potential to be the platform of free speech globally around the world. Now, he wants to promote democracies, so the poor guy is confused. But nevertheless, uh, the reality is, I don't believe that Musk will gain control of Twitter. I know a lot of people think he will, but I don't think so. I think it's a big old ploy for. Uh, you know, you get a lot of coverage. It benefits you big time. And then you can walk away from Twitter and more people will leave Twitter. And will he start his own service or will he team up with somebody else already in the game? Time will tell. Two new sub-variants of Omicron, both related to the Omicron, what do they call it, BA.2, are spreading through New York right now. So are they going to come back and lock us down is the question that I had at the end of the last hour. Ready for news the networks refused to use this hour, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a shameful reality check story for you from the epochtimes.com. At least 20, I'm going to say that again, at least 20 FBI 
and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Explosive Agency officials, or assets, if you will, were embedded around the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th, 2021. Now a defense attorney wrote in a court filing. The Oath Keepers have put forth a motion to dismiss seditious conspiracy and obstruction of justice charges. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The battle's on now. Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers are mounting their defense. And they're simply saying the government's out of control. Uh, there were 20-plus government assets on the ground there, and we're ready to provide evidence of that in the detail. What will the government do now? Will a showdown happen? Will they gag the defendants? Will they, um, what, create classified secret court filings? What are they going to do about this now, ladies and gentlemen? And do the Oath Keepers have the mojo really to document the government planted or embedded assets? Can we really get discovery on that? See, that's where I believe that they really released the Ammon Bundy case early, uh, where they don't dig into the Charlottesville case, where they're not, okay, because they know full well that when you really start getting discovery, we're going to find out not only were these 20-plus government assets in place, but they were literally the provocateurs. Okay, that's why they dismissed this case about Gretchen Whitmer, ladies and gentlemen, where they said, you know, hey, they dismissed everybody. Uh, no, they didn't really kidnap her. They weren't really trying to kidnap Whatever. Dismissed all of it. Because the government doesn't want us to get discovery and prove what the government assets are doing here. You literally have 20-plus FBI, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives provocateurs in the Capitol area on January the 6th. See, they can't prosecute all I don't know what, two to 700 people that they've attacked without dealing with this. The question is, will we get any discovery? Will we get any transparency and accountability? See, because the Oath Keepers now, on one hand, they claim that they were insurgents, that they were preparing for war. Well, the government monitored the Oath Keepers even before this, proving that there were assets and provocateurs in place, right? But look, folks, the Oath Keepers have for years peacefully defended cities peacefully literally got on rooftops to protect houses and businesses right well now the capitol police there's photos of the capitol police being escorted down the capitol steps through the crowd to safety on january 6th by members of the oath keepers so in court now, you've got the Oath Keepers saying, hey, we've got photos of us literally shepherding the peace or the, the police to safety here. We're not the enemies. This is what we've done for years. And furthermore, you've got government provocateur assets going on, and we want to dismiss the whole thing because you know what? We need to have a motion to dismiss seditious conspiracy obstruction charges. Um, they're saying, look, it's not us. There's no proof. There's no evidence of this. Furthermore, we have proof of our peaceful intent in many places. In Texas at the border, in Missouri when the big old scandal about that uh, man that went wild and, and whatever. Michael, I don't have his name in front of me. Okay, the Oath Keepers kept the peace in many, many situations. 
and worked with the police. And we're cut. so this provocateur agenda is it really the Oath Keepers wanted to uh, literally, you know, back Donald and take over the government or or whatever, create a civil war, or is this more of a situation where the Oath Keepers are saying, look, we know this is going to get rowdy and we're going to provide peace keeping solutions as a support. Well, the narrative's out. The discussion's on. Time will tell where this goes, ladies and gentlemen. But I submit to you uh, that the government's got trouble on their hands. Now, that's really if. Okay, listen carefully. That's if the Oath Keepers and others have the, uh, what do you want to call it? I don't know if you call it court savvy. Um, four to two, I don't, I don't know what you call it. Will the attorneys for the Oath Keepers really double down and play hardball? Or is their membership in the bar going to play crown jewel and they're going to act tough but not at the end of the day do much? Time will tell. But I'm telling you that if we dig into and if the Oath Keepers and their attorneys really get in touch with the author that we had on the radio yesterday from the Epoch Times, right, and really dig into Jesse Trenadu's information that we've highlighted on this broadcast and really dig into the conspiracy by government, Operation Mockingbird from the start, putting provocateurs in the media and other venues, highlighting the Ammon Bundy case where there was provocateurs documented, highlighting this January 6th, highlighting uh, Charlottesville and the attempt there to literally create uh, a, a clash between groups. Uh, the Oath Keepers really need to take this all the way to the mat and really bring evidence to the table. And if they do, the government's in a serious bind because the truth is on the side of freedom. The truth is not, look, the government has gone rogue. FBI agents, BATFE agents, CIA agents, I could go on and on and on, Pentagon agents, they have gone absolutely off the rails. Rogue agents have really sold us south. And, uh, you know, I don't know really what to do about it, folks, but I'm telling you that it's something that I really hope Oath Keepers dig into. I'll tell you what else I really hope for and push for. I really pray. I really hope, ladies and gentlemen, that we can get to the bottom of this, that we can really force accountability onto the docket. I really hope we can prevent this classifying of information, this, quote, national security claim that they always pull. We can tie Hunter and Joe Biden to criminal activity around the globe, while at the same time tie government officials, provocateurs from the FBI, CIA, Justice Department, BATFE, IRS, as literally acting as agent provocateurs against we the people. And show the criminal activity of these government bureaucrats and unconstitutional government organizations. And we just might get somewhere. Pray hard, work hard, and trust in God Almighty, my fellow Americans. Quick pause. News the network refused to use continues on your radio. Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. 
Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake. Twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's a movie coming out from Disney. Gayest kids movie yet from Disney Unleashed on America. Supporters gush. It's gloriously queer. Positive with not a moment of censorship, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Better Nate than never. Is that what it's called? Courtesy of Disney there. What do you think, folks? Better Nate than never. They say it's the gayest movie ever from Disney. Uh, Are you familiar with this at all, Cameron? Are you a Disney follower? Come on, come on now, Cameron. You got to get with the the entertainment news, bro. Anyway, Ruby Wood stars in Better Nate Than Never, ladies and gentlemen. Dateline Orlando. It's being called Disney's gayest kids movie yet, and it comes at a time when Americans are dumping the entertainment giant because of its support for gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer causes. In opposition to Florida's anti-grooming law, giving parents a voice in the education of their children. They want to say it's a don't say gay bill, but truthfully, it's a we're not going to let perverted adults groom our children into sexual perversions. That's the culture war discussion, ladies and gentlemen. But Better Nate Than Never is a musical comedy released this month by Disney that's aimed at the minds of pre-teenagers. So I don't know if you call that middle school, whatever, right? You call them tweens before teens? What do you, you know, right? They say it stars Ruby Wood as a 13-year-old, Nate, 
a boy who heads to New York City for a chance to win a role in a Broadway play after losing an audition for his own high school musical. Breitbart News noted, while the movie never really affixes the label gay to its young star, according to the Daily Beast, the movie is an ad homage to every gay kid who loves stage plays and musicals. Wow. Makes you wonder where we go here, right? I guess the uh, Ruby Wood, the uh, 15-year-old star that plays the part of this 13-year-old character, is frequently seen in gender-bending garb as the film's premiere. They say he wore a black frock festoon or festooned with a colorful rock necklace, fruit tart finger rings, and colorful long fake fingernails. Wow. Folks, this is out of control, right? Let's see if we can fire up the trailer to this thing. You think I can get that done? Hopefully this thing will play. Ready? Uh-oh. It, it, it's not working here. Hold on. Uh, it's playing wrong. All right, sorry about that. I guess I can't play it right now. Anyway, it's crazy. What's going on? Better Nate than never. Now, where do you think this goes, folks? I appreciate that some parents are against Disney on this. I appreciate that some parents are really starting to stand up. I'm grateful for that. But ladies and gentlemen, how many people are really standing up? All right. How many are really standing up? I don't think very many. I don't really believe there are many standing up. Not enough parents to matter, if you will. Better Nate than never, according to the Daily Beast, just may be the most gay positive and encouraging youth programming that Disney has ever released. Yeah. They raved over the movies, what they call queer positive bent. Will Disney see the light and drop its promotion of the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda? I don't think so. You want to know why, ladies and gentlemen? Because there's not enough of us. There's not enough of us to stand against it, ladies and gentlemen. All right? They're not going to see the truth. They're not going to double down. There's not enough of us. And I'll give some examples to make the point. You know, the Christians boycotted Target for a long time because of their uh, allowing, you know, men to go into women's bathrooms and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, um, you know, well, well over a million families said we're not going to go to Target anymore. Target just laughed and said, who cares? The gay lesbians, the bisexual, transgenders, the queer folks, the all the deviants, they have plenty of money. We don't need you families. Bye. And not enough families stood up. Instead of a million, two million families, it should have been 20, 30 million families. But no, so this is my point, ladies and gentlemen, when there's just not enough of us to move the needle. I don't know what else you can expect, right? 
no no offense, but I really don't know what you can expect. There's not enough of us, folks. They say the film in the most beautiful sign of progress. And the greatest compliment I can give is something that I desperately wish that I had when I was growing up. It's a love letter to kids, to theater kids, and most specifically theater kids who remain fearful or ashamed about who they are. See, they love this. So Target literally laughed at the families and ignored us. And sadly, to a great degree, Target won. Yeah, we might have costed them some uh, revenue. But at the end of the day, Target held firm. Target literally ignored us and won. I submit to you that Disney will do the same. Will Disney see the light and drop its promotion of the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda? I say the answer is not even maybe. No, they're going to double down. You want to know why? Because they know that they've got the upper hand in the culture war. See, it used to be to where they had to promote their perverted agenda in secret. Now they've got the nation so divided, so destroyed, so demoralized and immoral that they can just blatantly promote their perverted agenda, and there's not enough of us to stop them. Now, let me be very clear. There is enough of us to stop them. But there's not enough of us willing to stop them. Do you understand the difference that I'm highlighting? There's plenty of good, honest Christian people in America that are incensed about this. But they're not willing to take action. Who's canceling their Disney Plus, for instance? Who's boycotting Disney products and the Disney parks and the Disney movies, the whole Disney infrastructure, if you will, or the Disney ecosystem, whatever you want to economically call it, right? How many people are really willing to double down and hold the line and say, you know what? We're not going to Disney anymore. And here's what I hear most Disney fans and lovers say. You know, I'm really disappointed in the movie. I'm boycotting the movie. I'm not going to that. But I'm still going to the theme parks because you know what? The theme parks aren't really like that perverted movie. And I'm going to go buy, uh, you know, products from uh, Disney anyway. And I'm going to buy their old movies. And I'm going to keep my... uh, Disney Plus membership because I'm just watching the old movies when Disney was good and don't you get it folks you're still backing Disney you're still funding their perverted agenda right and that's the problem that I see and I don't see enough Americans really able to move the needle I don't really see any way to solve this issue until enough Americans decide that they're going to get involved. Okay? We cannot remain sidelined on the culture war and expect to gain the upper hand in the culture war. Do you understand? You cannot expect to win without involvement or without engagement, if you will. Right? You're not going to get that done. All right, we're going to come back, talk about this a little more on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. 
proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. New York officials are reporting the arrest of the suspected subway shooter. 62-year-old Frank James was taken into custody without incident after he called Crime Stoppers on himself and took a walk through East Village to await police. A Michigan police officer fatally shot a man after a lengthy fight and was kneeling on his body after pulling him over for expired tags on his car. Video released by police on Wednesday showed 26-year-old Patrick Lyoya, an immigrant from the Congo, was resisting arrest when a Grand Rapids police officer shot him on the morning of April 4th. Protesters gathered outside the Grand Rapids Police Department on Wednesday. Billionaire Elon Musk filed paperwork on Thursday to buy all of Twitter for roughly $43 billion. USA Radio News. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government, and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call toll-free 800-630-1490. That's 800-630-1490. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Again, 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490 today. Or at SwissAmerica.com. Ukraine claims it struck Russia's Black Sea warship Moskva with two cruise missiles causing severe damage. Russia confirms the ship has been damaged and crew evacuated, but their story is a weapons malfunction caused the blasts. The Biden administration continues to put more money towards Ukraine's fight from Russian invaders. President Biden is authorizing another $800 million worth of security assistance for Ukraine. That includes artillery systems, helicopters, ammunition, and armored vehicles. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby saying the money will go toward reinforcing capabilities in Ukraine or providing new capabilities. All of them are designed to help Ukraine, as we talked about, help Ukraine in the fight that they are in right now and uh, uh, the fight that they will be in. Uh, in in coming days and weeks uh, in the eastern part of the country. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, better Nate than ever. It's not better than never. It's better than ever. And uh, the promotion is this gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender... What, female transition to male deal? Uh, anyway, here is the official trailer. We finally got this together. Thanks uh, for Cameron getting this done. Here it is. Bro, it's like 7 a.m. Today's the day, Ma. They're posting the cast list for the school play today. Get it? Like it's a curtain? Tough crowd. You can do it. 
I've got some breaking news. It's an open audition. They're making Lilo and Stitch a Broadway musical. Where would we even sleep? What about your aunt? The Broadway actress. You were the only toddler whose first word was me. Let's cast a musical. Does anyone have a special skill they'd like to demonstrate? I can do fiddler on the roof style knee crawls. This I have to see. Mazel tov! <gasps> oh my gosh, my pants. Does anybody have any extra shorts? <clears throat> I'll make you proud of me. Okay, Nate. That's all we're gonna need. Forget New York. I'm just trying to survive seventh grade. I love that you're still acting. You remind me of, like, me. You're literally all I want to be when I grow up. Three weeks on Broadway, an apartment in New York. Queens, but... I'm about to go out. You're a hundred times funnier and quicker than I am. Don't you look like the kid that went viral on TikTok? I didn't know you could do all that. Find your light. You're insane. I'm theatrical. Hold up just a second. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what they're doing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me be just very blunt with this movie. They're not talking about gay in the movie. They're not. They're avoiding all the labels and all the, quote, uh, what do you want to say, scare words or, or shock words. or They're avoiding all that. They're just saying better Nate than ever. And the official trailer really documents kind of the agenda, though, that it's promoting transgender flat out in your face. Uh, and all I can tell you is uh, it's scary. Um, that, look, over a million people have already watched this trailer. They're gearing up big and, and they're picking sides. And I submit to you uh, that I don't think that Disney's going to cave. I don't think that Disney is going to back down on this thing. And so I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to have to really double down. And there needs to be more Americans in opposition to this in the culture war. A million plus two million families targeting Target, uh, you know, wasn't enough. And let me tell you why, ladies and gentlemen, think about this. How many families are in America? 150 million and one or two million. What's that? One percent, maybe one and a half percent. OK, these people are fighting against this. It's not enough. And so, you know, people call me all day. Sam, we're in a pickle. We're in a serious bind in America. What do we do to get out of this? And I always tell them, you know what? George Washington talked about the importance of these two critical pillars of support, religion and morality. And without them, you can't run a free country. People can't hold on to their liberty. Okay? You lose your liberty when you violate fundamental principles of morality and religious reality. Okay? And, and so, you know, people think, well, Sam, you're just negative. I got to be hopeful. You can't hope in false prosperity, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? I'm not trying to be negative. But I don't see how you can expect any different. Right? That is the issue. That's really the deal. So anyway, I don't think that Disney's going to back down. And the reason I don't is because they've gauged like Target. They've watched that experiment. The Target experiment is what I call it. Where they know 
they know full well the landscape they're dealing with. And I submit to you that this is calculated. They know that the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer agenda has been, for the most part, uh, promoted stealthfully, quietly. But now that your FBI is in bed with your school board saying we can push porn, we can push these perverted agendas. And you know what? You protest parents and we're just going to call you domestic terrorists. And now Disney and Target and many other large corporations are going for broke. They're saying we're coming out of the closet and we're coming for you, Christians. I pray that we can stand up against this and stop this in the culture war, but I don't see it. There's not enough Americans that are incensed. Even good, honest, moral Christian Americans are going, yeah, you know, I don't really like the gay character, but the movie's great. Or, yeah, you know what, I'm going to fund Disney's parks and and their products and and a lot of what they do. I'm going to go on a Disney cruise or whatever. I, I don't mind doubling down in defense of the Disney brand because I'll just not support the movie. It's kind of like I'm not really for the government schools, right? I'm not really for the government schools, but, hey, I'll keep my kids in school. Right now what I need to do is just work on trying to create accountability there, right? Wow. There you have it. Well, and we're seeing the media merge even further, speaking of this. So as the media carries the ball, helping Disney tremendously, because it's all how the media positions this. The media is promoting this as a wonderful example of coming to our truth, coming to uh, finally not suppress those who are different. And I mean, they go on and on and on. But there's two media companies that are merged now, ladies and gentlemen. In Hollywood, they say a new giant joins the ranks. The blockbuster merger of Discovery and Warner Media closed on Friday. Putting many of the biggest names in movie, TV, and news under one roof. Discovery, by the way, was the medium-sized media company that began as a small cable network in like 1985. It has completed something once unthinkable, they say. Assuming ownership of a fabled Hollywood company that controls Batman, Harry Potter, Sex and the City, uh, Game of Thrones, CNN, not to mention March Madness. Do you see how they've just crossed all these different lines to include literally everybody's, quote, bread and circus love? Discovery and Warner Media closed their mega merger Friday afternoon, adding a new behemoth to the entertainment industry. The two companies will have combined, let's see, television, movie, and news operations that draw revenue of nearly 50 billion dollars forming one of the biggest media companies in the country folks the decision by AT&T Warner's media parent company 
I guess they're going to spin off its entertainment division and merge it with Discovery in a deal. It'll push for smaller competitors to merge and beef up their size just to compete. It means rivals like Disney, Netflix, and Amazon now have a new ferocious competitor for streaming dominance. Right? It's going to be called Warner Bros. Discovery, and it's a nod to the entertainment industry. They have uh, just so much programming under this new belt. They say, I believe we're going to be the best media company in the world, he said after the deal was announced. Wow. They're trying to save $3 billion of savings between the two companies. Yeah, where will we where will we go with this now? I think it's huge. I think it's huge this merger. I don't think that you'll feel the ripple effect today. It won't be instant if you will. But I'm telling you that it's a coming. And when it does, it will not be pretty because they're going to have even more dictatorial control of the media now, right? What do you think of that, folks? You concerned with that? See, I am, because I don't believe it only has to do with entertainment, see? Economically, what will that do to any news organization? What will it do economically as they build these, quote, uh, blogospheres or ecospheres of companies? We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. I'm James Harrigan, Senior Editor at the American Institute for Economic Research. I'm also the Friedrich Hayek Distinguished Fellow at FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education, and I'm the co-host of the Words and Numbers podcast. I'm pretty busy most of the time, but whenever I get a free day or two, I like to travel around the country to talk to young people wherever I find them. And that's where my friends at Loving Liberty come in. They have asked me to come to Liberty Hall in Far West to talk about some things I love talking about the knowledge problem, and human flourishing. We'll be live at 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. These two lectures are free for students, their families, and their teachers, so just about everyone, really. And while the event is free, you do have to register to attend. So head over to lovingliberty.net to grab a seat before they're all gone. 
This event is kindly co-sponsored by Loving Liberty Incorporated and the Foundation for Economic Education. See you in Utah, Friday, April 22nd. I look forward to meeting all of you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, mega media corporations are merging left and right. They're developing these, quote, ecospheres, ecosphere, if you will, uh, you know, where you're getting these big companies that have literally everything. Amazon's one of them. You know, they got entertainment. They got every product under the sun. Apple's one of them. Uh, Google's one of them. Uh, you know, now these companies are starting to merge more and more and more, and they're developing end-to-end um, ecospheres, uh, economy spheres, if you will, where, you know what, you could eventually just do business with only Amazon and Jeff Bezos and nobody else. No wonder he's the richest man in the world, right? You put that together with a hostile media, and boy, do you have a recipe for concern, don't you? Well, now, headline from Bob Unruh, doing a great job, says this. Number of Americans who use the Bible drops off a cliff. In one year, 26 million reduced and or stopped using the Bible entirely. The Democrats are in power in Washington. They're pro-abortion pro-gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, anti-parent, anti-Christian attacks, uh, and their rights agenda is surging. Church attendance is down big time. What do you think about that, folks? Church attendance is down, Bible worship off the cliff, and the number of Americans who use the Bible has dropped off a cliff. That's the conclusion. Of the State of the Bible USA 2022 by the American Bible Society documenting this reality. In every study since 2018, Bible users have accounted for between 47 and 49 percent of adults. However, we see a decrease of about 10 percent, ladies and gentlemen. That means nearly 26 million Americans reduced or stopped their interaction with Scripture within the last year, the author reported. It's not a normal year for the state of the Bible, they say. We've got disruptions that are impacting the relationship people have with the Bible, with religion, with church, and with God in general. The reports showed Bible users at 49% in 2019, 48% in 20. 50% 50% in 2021, so it went up slightly, but then it dropped off a cliff. Only 39% in 2022, it dropped 11%. It also revealed a problematic number for those engaged in Scripture. Are fewer Americans reading their Bible? It's a good question for you to con- contemplate. One in five Americans, folks, left the Scripture-engaged category in the last year. Think about that. People are leaving the Bible. The changing feelings and the changing behaviors was over six times larger than the change of connection to God. This is scary when you really dig in and think about this, right? 
Are fewer fewer Americans reading their Bible? I think the answer is yes. They say time has a big effect on this. People may not be religious now, but they may swing back as the pendulum uh, moves back and forth. The polling also found those who think the nation would be better off without the Bible remains the same as those who thought so a year ago at 14%. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. 14% of America believes would be better off in society without the Bible. Six out of seven people agreed. 86% agreed that the moral values of America are declining. What do you think of that? That's a significant number, isn't it? That's a serious number indeed, folks. Six out of seven people, in other words, 86%, agreed that the moral values of American are declining. In other words, what is it to be an American, I guess, is kind of the idea, right? They say it's changing. Are fewer Americans reading their Bible and attending church? I think, sadly, the answer is yes. The reasons cited by respondents included lack of positive parental involvement, negative influence in the media, lack of respect for the Bible, and negative involvement with government leaders. And while 10% of respondents still use the Bible daily, A stunning 60% never use it. In a word, the current state of the Bible is under-engaged, the report said. Perhaps the Bible has been neglected and or taken for granted as people struggle with COVID and other issues. In fact, in the last year, there's been an unprecedented surge in actions to literally force Christians against their faith to participate in abortions. And even now, some congregations are still fighting under the attacks of being forced to shut down. In other words, congregations haven't come back. That's the real takeaway. People are reading the Bible less. People consider religion less. Right? The Democrats are in power and setting a negative, negative, negative. Are fewer Americans reading their Bible? And fewer attending church? I think it's a fair question, right? Are fewer Americans reading their Bible and fewer attending church? That's a good question. I think the answer is clearly yes. And I think that the trend will be devastating. Right? I think that it's devastating what's happening. When six out of seven people in America, ladies and gentlemen, 
86% agree that the moral values of American are declining. I'm going to put an S on there of Americans because it's not of American, if you will. But I think about this, folks, and I go, whoa. We are in serious trouble in America, aren't we? When six out of seven believe that we're running off the rails, that we're headed to what, kind of an immoral reality, right? That's serious, folks. Can we recover from it? Remember, the Parliament of World's Religions has a declaration towards a global ethic. By a global ethic, they say we do not mean a global ideology or a single unified religion. No. Certainly not the denomination of one religion over all others. But we do need a binding ethic, ladies and gentlemen. Listen. We need, by global ethic, we mean a fundamental consensus. Think about those words. We do mean a fundamental consensus on binding values, irrevocable standards, and personal attitudes. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth. On one hand, they say, we don't want a single religion. No, 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 no. We don't want to force anybody to do anything. But then at the end of the same statements, they're literally saying, Hey, Parliament of the World's Religions, we do need a fundamental consensus on binding values, irrevocable standards, and personal attitudes. What does that mean? In the end of the day, what it means is they're going to tell you they're not trying to combine religions. They're going to tell you they're not trying to mandate these things. But in the end of the day, they're going to build consensus and they're going to create mandates, right? That's what we're talking about. So in their very effort to tell you they're not going to take control or force this agenda, that's exactly what's happening, right? That's exactly what they're doing. You better beware, my fellow Americans. They're really putting the fix in when it comes to America right now. They really are, right? And we need to really start to speak out boldly, nobly, and independently about this, folks, because if we don't, we will lose the battle. This is an epic culture war. But it's really beyond the culture war because it, it, it extends into everything in our lives. When they talk about a financial reset, uh, the great jubilee, if you will, they're not talking about just a financial reset. They're talking about a financial reset, so economic. They're talking about a cultural reset to jettison God's laws and God's views. They're talking about tyranny in place of liberty. They're talking about rogue government agents being able to lie and do whatever they want to do because the ends justify the means. They're talking about really a serious problem right think about what they're really gunning for is that the word i should use think about what they're really gunning for ladies and gentlemen it is scary 
And all it takes for we the people to stop it, ladies and gentlemen, is for enough of us to pay attention to the new media taking center stage. For enough of us to realize he who owns the media makes the rules. Because that's the information you get. And when you get correct, true, honorable information based on Christian world viewpoints, based on God, family, and country, then you're able to make informed, wise decisions that protect the same. That's God, family, and country. And protect life, liberty, and property. When you get nothing but propaganda from your government-controlled media, where they don't believe they have to tell the truth at all, right? Then you get into a scenario, folks, that is very, very dangerous. It's about impossible for people to make the right decisions without the right information, right? And that's really the trouble. And anybody who's truly bringing forth things that matter, educational topics, if you will, real news like we're doing, they are trying to shut us down. And if you believe Elon Musk is going to be your savior, good luck with that. I don't. We better build our own institutions. We better get enough of us to take the lead in the culture war or we are in serious, dire straits, ladies and gentlemen. I encourage us to repent and turn to God Almighty. He's promised us if we will do so, he will protect us and heal our land. What a blessing. What an opportunity. Are you game to help? I sure pray the answer is a resounding Yes, I am Sam Bushman. That's two hours in the can. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com. Spread the word, share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and indeed will win the culture war. Work hard like as if it's up to us and pray like it's up to God. In the middle shall we meet, if you will. And God save the republic.